Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? Get in touch with technology with Tech Stuff from HowStuffWorks.com. Hello again, everybody, and welcome to Tech Stuff. My name is Chris Paulette, and I'm an editor here at HowStuffWorks.com. With me, as always, is senior writer Jonathan Strickland. I had Mexican for lunch. <laughs> okay. I think we should send emails about that to everybody in the world. Yeah. Well, um, before we before we get into the whole sending emails to everybody, uh, let's talk about why we're about to talk about sending emails to everybody. Okay. Because, you see, this, this discussion was prompted by... No. Yes. Uh, listener mail. This was from Jason. Jason says, hi, tech stuff. I love your podcast. I was wondering, what is the most spam-free online email site? Jason, we decided we were going to kind of expand that into a discussion about spam in general. I hope you don't mind, but we will address your question. Um, if you absolutely have to know right now and you can't wait to the end, it's Gmail. So let's move on and talk about spam. <laughs> okay. So spam, of course, is unwanted junk email that, you know, everyone knows that they get every now and then. Sometimes if, uh, if you're using an email client that does not have a very good spam filter, you may get quite a lot of it. Uh, if you do have a very good spam filter, you may not even notice that you get it. Do you want to talk about the origin of the name? Um, well, we could. Uh, let's see. Uh, we've got spam, spam and baked beans, <laughs> sausage, eggs, spam and baked beans, baked beans, eggs, sausage, spam, spam, spam and spam. Um, yeah, it was Monty Python. Yeah. Uh, there's a, uh, for those who do not know, there is a, a Monty Python skit. Monty Python, of course, the famous British comedy troupe, um, where uh, a couple are in a diner and everything in the diner comes with some form of spam. And it eventually falls into a chaotic, rumbling mess of just people singing the word spam over and over and over again. It makes no sense. It's just a big jumble. And that's uh, sort of the, the genesis for the term as it applies to junk email. Yep, because you get, you know, a bunch of annoying messages that come over and over and over and fill up your inbox. And right. It's you, just, might, it's you might have one gem yeah. and then tons of spam. So that's essentially where the name came from. Right. And uh, I think Hormel is actually okay with it now. They weren't for a while. Yeah. They're, they're, they seem to be resigned to it. And, hey, it is free marketing. Right. It's it's one of those things where, you know, once the name stuck, that was it. There was no going back. Um, but anyway, so spam. How much of email out there is spam? I actually, Most. Yeah. In fact, it. in fact, the vast majority of that, email is spam. That's not hyperbole. It's not kidding. It's absolutely true that the majority of email going across the internet is junk. In fact, according to Sophos, I assume that's how you pronounce the name, uh, the, the research firm, yeah. um, they found that 92.3% of all email during the first, sent during the first quarter of 2008 was spam. Uh, over at Yale University, they they looked at the email that was going across their mail servers um, uh, in August 2008. 94.54% of all email was spam. Mm -hmm. So less than 6% of the email going across Yale's servers in August 2008 it's was actual legitimate email. Wow. That's just – it blows my mind. I mean you think these are – 
messages that number in the billions, really, of uh, of just junk email coming from Lord knows where. A lot of it from Florida, actually, um, <laughs> uh, from individuals who have created various uh, uh, email accounts to send out tons and tons of unwanted messages. And you might ask yourself, well, why why is there so much spam? Well, it's because you you know even if you only get a, a one or two percent return rate on people clicking the spam links. That's still a huge number. Unfortunately, it's a very, very cost-effective way to market. Right. Um, because people can buy disks with thousands and thousands and thousands of email addresses on them. And it's, you know, giant lists, mailing lists. And you may have even signed up to be on one of those CDs. Right. It is possible that by opting in to select mail from other of, of related partners, you know, when you sign up for a legitimate email mailing list, um, that your name could have been sold to be on one of those CDs. And you can look, um, Marshall Brain, our site's founder, wrote an article about spam, mm-hmm. uh, that's on howstuffworks.com. And, um, you know, he talks about the fact that there are, you can just, you can go on to, uh, to Google right now and find these disks and buy them up. They're cheap and, uh, get tons and tons of email addresses to market people to. And you might have actually signed up for it yourself. Right. You know, I mean, you which think, is really annoying. If you think about this, you, you know, your, your expenses really are pretty minimal. I mean, they, they're essentially your power bill. Um, an internet account. Internet account. And if you are a truly nefarious spammer, you may be creating a botnet army, you know, getting people to click on a link which installs uh, a, a zombie Trojan onto their computer, which gives you access to their computer. You can use their computer to send out spam. You don't even have to worry about broadband charges then. Yep. Because you're, you you send a command to that person's computer. There's theirs is the computer that actually sends out all the emails. So you don't have to worry about running up broadband charges because you're just sending a simple command to to all the computers in your botnet as opposed to sending out millions and millions and millions of emails. And um like we said, you know, if if only 1 or 2% of the people who get these emails click on something, that's going to be a big enough return to justify the expense of, of setting up the spam operation in the first place. Yeah. Which is why it's so freaking evil. Yeah. Yeah. The unfortunate thing is it's also very hard to get rid of. Yeah. Um because, you know, there there are things called whitelists and blacklists. Mm-hmm. Uh you may actually have exposed yourself to them if you've gone to the trouble of trying to set up an anti-spam filter. Um and there are tons of different ways to do that, but a, a whitelist or blacklist um if somebody sends you email like say you've opted in for a particular company because they send you coupons or something. You say, I, I absolutely want the coupons from this company because I like them and I want to buy their stuff. Well, they might say, hey, make sure to add this email address to your address book. Well, that's called whitelisting. Basically, you're saying, I absolutely think this is not spam. This is something I want to come into my inbox. Blacklisting, on the other hand, is is putting a list on there and say, I absolutely do not want this to, to come to my inbox. And the thing is, if you get, if you have something from say, you know, Yahoo's email account and one person, you have a friend who has a Yahoo mail account and they're sending you stuff, but a spammer uses a Yahoo mail account, you can't very well go, well, don't ever send me stuff from yahoo.com because, well, that would mean you'd be blocking your friend. Exactly. So that's when it starts to get a little trickier because then you can't just say, oh, well, I don't want, you know, qr7m1.com to ever send me email addresses right. again. Because spammers sometimes do that. They'll send, they'll sign up for a domain name that nobody really wants just as a, a front 
And that makes them easy to block because he can say, I don't want anything from these guys. Right, right. So if they, even if they created another account using that domain name, you still wouldn't get that email. But as Paulette points out, if they go with a free email server service like Hotmail, Yahoo, or Gmail, something like that, um, it's a lot harder to block it without blocking, you know, people that you legitimately want to hear from. Yep. And not only that, but spammers are really clever about how to create these fake accounts too. Uh, we, we've talked a little bit in the past. I, I wrote an article about, um, captcha and captcha is a, uh, it's a, it's a test. It's supposed to be a test that humans find easy to complete, but machines find it very difficult to complete. Spammers are really good at finding ways around CAPTCHA uh, tests, which most free email services require you complete one of these in order to create an account. Mm-hmm. So that way it, it tries to prevent spammers from creating thousands and thousands of folk, essentially fake accounts. Right. Mm-hmm. So um, there are different ways of doing this. You can either design software that can recognize a CAPTCHA. And CAPTCHA are those things where, you know, usually you see a, a box with some letters in it and they're, the they're letters are yeah, they're distorted, and... they're wavy. There's maybe some, some noise on top of them. Like it looks like static or a line crossed through part of it. Right. Or it might even require you to do something like a simple math problem or, that's to, you know, yeah, there's there that that's one of the ways of trying to outsmart the machines. Because what spammers are doing is they're either creating um, applications that can recognize uh, the same sort of visual cues that we recognize when we look at CAPTCHAs, or mm-hmm. they simply hire people to physically type in the answer. And what they do is they hire people overseas um, in very uh, impoverished nations and pay them a, an incredibly small amount to, by the hour to just go in and just solve CAPTCHAs all day long. That's all those they're they're doing. Um, I mean, it and it works. It's again, it's it's cost effective because again, if you just get that small percentage of responses, it, it makes it all worth it. So that that's a problem that the, these free email services are going to continue to struggle with for probably the foreseeable future uh, until they can find a way to to really cut back on spammers creating thousands and thousands of accounts. It's just going to keep happening. So that kind of brings us to what do you do, you know, which which email service should you use to try and cut back on spam and what kind of things can you do as a user to prevent yourself from getting on these spam lists? Um, well, I guess we should take the second one first because it's it's generic across all email, right? Yeah. So yeah. simple rules. I uh, I want to point out that the bad news. Okay. If you have an email address – there's a very good chance you're going to get spam. Right. Yeah. The question is how much and yeah, how often. Exactly. Um, because the thing is, once you've created an email address, uh, it depends on who you create it with. I mean, depending on your internet service provider, they might actually sell your email address. Right. Um, so it is very possible. But say you signed up for a, you know, a, an email address with Google or Yahoo or somebody, you know, reputable. If you don't ever send that email address to anybody, and I could say this from personal experience because I have a couple that I was going to use and just never have, I went, you know what? I'm going to go check the spam box. They're empty. They're free of spam. If you don't ever share it with anybody and you sign up with a reputable provider, you don't have to worry about it. Right. As soon as you start telling people that you have an email address and what it is, yeah, so you're opening yourself up because so you, you never know what they're going to do with it. If you want an email address but you don't actually want email, Wait, why would you do that? Exactly. That's okay, the problem. Okay, so if you're not Paulette, <laughs> if you're not Paulette and you actually want to have contact to the outside world. Um, Stop it. 
But let's say that you want an email address for, you know, the sane reason, which is to exchange letters with people <laughs> to whom you are connected otherwise. Um, well, then uh, certain rules that you should follow. Don't put your email address in a in a publicly viewable place on the Internet. So if you have a, 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 a message board, a message board, a blog account, Facebook, I mean, these are just very simple uh, uh Rules, you know, if you put your address up there, there are plenty of programs out there that all they do is crawl the internet searching for the format of an email address. So they're looking for a name, they're looking for the at symbol, they're looking for the domain, and then it adds it to the list. Yeah, they're um, called spiders. Exactly. And if you've Same ever seen sort of thing that works for search engines. Yep. Uh, as a matter of fact, it, it does basically the exact same thing. It's going onto a web page looking for information. Right. Um, that's why if you've gone to a, a web page and you've been confused because it says, you know, you know, Chris, and then it has parentheses at the word spelled out and then, you know, whatever dot com, you're going, wait a minute, why did they spell that out? Why didn't they just put the at symbol? That's why, because the spider is looking for the at symbol. Exactly. So, uh, yeah. It is, it is trying to pick up any, uh, any email address it can find and it'll do it on other forums too. Um, Usenet. Mm-hmm. You know, there are all kinds of crawlers out there looking for these email addresses. So if you don't post it where it's visible, you know, that'll help. Same thing if you're, uh, if you're, you know, if you're filling out a lot of online forums for various services, that's another good way of having your email address passed around. Uh, look at the terms of service for any service that you're going to sign up for. Uh, it's annoying. Take, yeah, exactly. It's, but- it is annoying, but if you, if you're really concerned about spam, like if you're not concerned about spam, go ahead. But if you're concerned about spam, you, you probably want to take a look at that. See if they, you know, what their policy is on sharing your email address with other parties, because sometimes they make partnerships with other companies and they get money for the email addresses they provide to these other companies. Um, and just as a note, you know, you may sign up with a company that says, Oh, we will never ever sell your name to people and it'll be in their terms of service. And then there'll be a clause at the end of the terms of service to say, we reserve the right to change our terms of service. Right. So just keep it in mind, even the most reputable companies, you know, they're, they may decide that they don't want to abide by that policy anymore and change. Hopefully they won't, but you know, you can't control that. Yeah. So if you like doing things like, let's say online sweepstakes, I mean, there, there are sites out there that just aggregate online sweepstakes and you can go and just, you know, either sign up for a service so that they automatically fill out your information on pretty much any sweepstakes you want, or you can physically go in and fill out that information yourself. Sweepstakes, that's one of those things where people, like companies do tend to, to share that information around and, and put you on lists. So um, if you like doing that sort of thing, what I recommend you do is create an email address specifically for that purpose that's not your personal email address. So you don't really care if you get tons of spam. Um and then you use that one for anything, anything where you're going to have to fill out a form or you're going to, you know, send information into a sweepstakes or, or whatever. Um, and then you don't have to worry about that gumming up your, your personal information when you're looking, you know, for your email from, you know, your buddy Bob. Um, you don't have to worry about filtering through 800 Viagra emails first. Right. You know, uh, I can say from personal experience that that does work. However, it's still annoying because then you go into your sweepstakes yeah. box and go, Crud, there's a lot of spam in here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's why I signed up for this email. So at the beginning, I mentioned Gmail being uh, one of the best free email services when it comes to, to blocking spam. And uh, and I really do think that's true. Um, th- I've seen claims saying that as much as you know, 99% spam is blocked before it gets to you. 
and that uh, many people have stopped checking their spam folder because that's usually if Gmail identifies something as spam, it'll put it in your spam folder um, because people were going to their spam folder just to make sure that nothing legitimate had accidentally fallen in there. And if you read the, the reports, everyone says, I've never found a real email stuck in the spam folder. I have. Have you yep. in Gmail? Mm-hmm. Well, see, this is the thing is that I haven't either. But again, I didn't suspect. I suspected that that was not 100 percent across the board. Um, well, gee, uh, Google is having to do the same thing that everyone else is. And they're relying on algorithms that tell them what is and what isn't spam. But, you know, the spammers are so clever. Of course, I'd rather err on the side of caution. You know? No, wait. Now, have you seen spam mail in your inbox or have you seen something that should have been in your inbox in the spam folder or both? Both. Both. Okay. Mm-hmm. It doesn't happen very often right. either way. Yeah. And but, um, but that's actually part of what helps them fight spam. And one of the things that Gmail does and several other free email services does do, does, do a similar thing. Ah, oh, man. Mexican <laughs> food, I tell you. So... They do a similar thing, which is where they allow users to identify messages as spam. And once you do that, uh, Gmail, in the case of Gmail, they flag it. And then essentially they prevent that message from going into anyone's inbox. They look for the identical messages that are going to other Gmail users and block it. So the nice thing about that is as soon as someone flags it, it affects the system pretty much. I mean, it's we're kind of oversimplifying here. But – it, it means that it reacts very, very quickly because as soon as someone, and it doesn't matter who it is, but anyone who's using Gmail does that, the whole group gets to benefit. Yeah, and there there are other solutions too. Um, on the corporate side, you can see um, spam prevention, uh, actual hardware that you can plug into your network that will do some of the filtering. And, uh, of course, there's enterprise software and consumer software that you can use. Um, you know, I... I have an ISP that actually relies on a, a technology that Symantec picked up a few years ago um, called Brightmail. And uh, Brightmail works very well. But, um, you know, the thing is the spammers are clever enough and the software is only so good so that, you know, you check in the suspect mail folder and there's always something that's, that slips through. I think a lot of these solutions are really good. It's just... Um, the spammers are just clever enough where they can work their way around it. You know, they I, usually do with a, a trick of social engineering or yeah, yeah. You know, well, I can definitely say that um, between my Gmail account and my Hotmail account, mm-hmm. I get far fewer spam messages in my inbox in Gmail than I do in Hotmail. Mm-hmm. And both of them have spam folders, and both of them have filters. But Gmail seems to be the more effective one for me. Right. Right. Well, um, oh, one, one thing I thought was really cool about the Gmail solution that mm-hmm. I didn't know before, um, is there actually, if you're familiar with the, uh, controversial Google book search. Yes. Um, which is, uh, Google's attempt to digitize a lot of, uh, paper, especially, well, everything. Their, their mission is to organize the world's information that includes everything that's already been printed. Yes. Um, and there are some copyright issues that the federal <laughs> government's looking into. Yeah, but, we'll, we'll gloss over that. But uh, one thing that, that I didn't even realize, and I wouldn't have even thought possible actually, is they're using the optical character recognition that they use for Google book search and putting it uh, in there to help identify image spam. Yeah, actually image spam was on the rise for a very long time because – uh, spam filters had a lot harder time identifying uh, messages that used images as opposed to text. 
and saying, oh, well, that's obviously spam. So you would get a, a message and you'd open it up and there'd be a blue pill or, you know, whatever. And, uh, and again, it was just a spam message trying to get you to click on some sort of ad deal or possibly even malware because a lot of, uh, viruses do travel through email. Um, and it, a lot of these were coming through and getting into people's inboxes and, and Gmail, uh, the Gmail solution is to compare it back against this database that they've created. And if it matches, then, um, they, they block it. You know, uh, those images can also be tracked. Ooh. And uh, if you open an email and your email loads that image and they say, oh, well, look at that. Bob opened his email. That's a confirmed email address. Actually, that's another really good point, Paulette. If you've ever received a message where one of you didn't want to get an email from that address anymore and you see down there below it says, you know, if you no longer want, wish to receive these emails, click here to take yourself off this list. Especially spam. Don't do that. Especially with spam. Because what that does is it tells the spammer that that is a legitimate email address. And rather than necessarily taking you off that list, which the spammer may even do, the spammer might take you off that list, but that spammer will immediately add you to every other list you can imagine. Yeah, and that whole uh, can spam legislation thing. Not so effective. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Yeah. So yeah, do not fall for the, oh, let me just click this link and then I'll never have to worry about this email ever again because you'll have to worry about lots and lots of other emails. Um, something else that I thought about just now, um, dictionary attacks. Mm. Um, you know, sometimes spammers don't even go online to find your email address. If you're Bob at domain.com, you and Alan at domain.com and Susan at domain.com and anything else that's an actual word might end up with spam because yeah. if, especially if it's someplace like an ISP, uh, because they're, they figure that everybody is going to have, you know, an, an email address. And then you have the Bob one at domain.com and Bob two, you know, they're just going to keep adding those addresses in the hopes that they hit pay dirt and in most cases they're going to you know well, at a certain yeah. point it will trail off but but you know if you use an easily picked name you know it's it's a, an easy target for spammers yeah yeah they'll they'll just they'll just do a carpet bombing and they'll send out millions of messages and out of those millions of messages maybe a million actually hit targets and then out of those million maybe a hundred thousand click on it but that's still a hundred thousand positive hits yep so again, I mean, think of it like as opposed to think of the the work you would have to do to identify the hundred thousand people who would actually respond and then send them messages and then hope they responded. I mean, it obviously makes more sense to do this carpet bombing approach from the spammer's point of view. From our point of view, it's really obnoxious and it's downright malicious in some cases. And I really wish you'd cut it out, you darn spammers. <laughs> I think you told them. Yeah, that'll show them. <laughs> I don't show them up. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm spammed out. How yeah. about you? Yeah, I, I'm sorry to say that there's not an easy solution to the spam problem. Uh, you know, short of not using email. Right. Or at least sharing your email address with people. Uh, you know, because it's, it's a very cool invention. But, um, yeah, unfortunately the spammers kind of get the best of just about every spam filter one way or the other. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, stick with something like Gmail. Use the spam filters. You know, identify stuff as spam if it does come through. Occasionally check your spam folder, make sure that, you know, you didn't accidentally miss a message from someone. Um, I think out of all of them, it's probably the most reliable. Uh, I mean, but I, any of them really work pretty well. You just have to, you just have to use them to the full, uh, extent. Yep. Yep. 
So, well, I guess that just about wraps it up and brings us back around again to Uh-oh. listener mail. I have a really bad feeling about this. You should. This one's from Maury. <clears throat> I know you guys aren't the haiku type, but stuff you should know isn't taking them anymore. <clears throat> Space pen is bull poo. More objects work just as well. These are called pencils. Have a good day, watch out for zombies, and remember that when life stinks, use air freshener. Your dedicated listener, Maury. Uh, Paulette, would you like to address Maury and explain why pencils may not be as good as a space pen if you are in a space environment? Uh, yeah, now this comes, if you weren't listening at the time, uh, this comes from an episode of our podcast in which we talk about inventions that we see every day that came from NASA's need to make stuff work when not in the Earth's atmosphere. And one of them that I think is cool is the space pen, which is a pressurized pen. It doesn't work exactly like your ballpoint because you can actually use it in, an, in a non-oxygenated uh, environment like space. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, what Maury's saying is, well, sure, it's not a pen, but you could accomplish the same thing with a pencil, which, uh, Maury, if you're listening, uh, I have two things. Yeah, okay, so if you're in the Earth's atmosphere, you could use a regular ballpoint pen or a pencil. I'll give you that. But in space, if you are on a NASA mission and you need to write in space, a pencil would work until you break the point off and it floats around the capsule and hopefully not into your eye or some other very sensitive piece of equipment. Right. And, uh, you know, say it doesn't, it's still going to wear down eventually. Yeah. Heaven help you if you have to sharpen it because where are the shavings going to go? Yeah, there you go. So, So, uh, you know, you got a point. You got a point. I see your point. And uh, no, it's not the sexiest piece of technology ever, but the space pen in this case is kind of a cool invention. Don't don't let them fool you. Paulette is like panting at the mention of the space pen. Stop it. I don't even own one. No, but he he covets them. (laughs) I can see it in his eyes. So if you have anything you would like to write to us, you can do so. Text stuff at HowStuffWorks.com. We're happy to receive your emails in haiku form or otherwise. And uh, You're still looking for the sonnets, aren't you? I Yes, I did level a challenge of a Spencerian sonnet, and it, no one has picked, uh, picked up on that. Not um, even a Shakespearean sonnet. You know what? Stuff you should know, they got a Shakespearean sonnet. No way! So clearly, I mean, guys, come on. I know oh. you guys are sharp, and I know you're sharper than the Stuff You Should Know podcast audience. So, Spencerian oh. Sonnet. I'm throwing down the gauntlet. Yeah, we're going to have a lot of nasty mail for that. Yeah, from Josh and Chuck. So, um, <laughs> who sit right down the hall uh, from us. So, that'll be fun. Actually, you sit right next to Josh. So, yeah, thanks prepare for, for some abuse. At any rate, if you would like to learn more about spam and email, we have plenty of articles at HowStuffWorks.com, and we will talk to you again really soon. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. And be sure to check out the new Tech Stuff blog, now on the HowStuffWorks homepage. Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you?